0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I've been in contact with and I've exchanged direct messages with uh, a young woman in Hong Kong. She's born and raised in Hong Kong. She's a student. She's a protester. She's been actively involved in the protests since it began in June. Her name is Kathy, and she joins us live from Hong Kong, where if you're looking at Eastern Time, it is now 5.42 a.m. on Sunday, and they're about to have elections in Hong Kong. Kathy, thank you very much for the time. Uh, first of all, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, thank you very much for reaching out to Hong Kong protesters. Uh, I'm honored to be heard by people in Canada. It means a lot to us.
0: Well, it's great to have you with us now. The protests, as I understand it, and correct me anywhere if I make a mistake or fill in anything if you feel it needs to be said, say it. Uh, the protests began against the extradition law. Can you explain to us yeah. what that was about? Remind us what that was about and what caused it all to accelerate?
1: Um, so the extradition bill would allow <clears throat> uh, extradition to China of not just Hong Kong, but anyone in Hong Kong saw a crime that was committed in the mainland. And the reason why it concerns us is because we think that it effectively removes the firewall between Hong Kong and China's judicial system. And Hong Kong is prosperous because of our um, common law uh, judicial system and because of our rule of law. So that was the starting cause. Um, but the reason why it's escalated is because of the, because it reflects um, deeper and also more structural reasons. So for one, I think that it's problematic um, that the government uh, tries to push forward a bill um, that is deeply unpopular. And there, and with the protesters, they would have done it uh, because the Lash code is unrepresentative of Hong Kong people. Um, the reason why that is the case is because 29 out of 70 seats in total are traditional functional constituencies, uh, which is a fancy term for special interests that are overwhelmingly for Beijing. So that was one of the uh, reasons why people are so frustrated. But the second reason is also because um, of you know our sense of... You know unfairness. I think the problem with the current government is always a lack of accountability. Um, there's no accountability for the chief executive. There's no accountability the accountability officials, um, not accountability for the police, but just protesters are held accountable. So I think that these two are the major reasons why it escalated.
0: Okay, how would you describe the situation now in Hong Kong between the police, between the Hong Kong authorities, and the student protesters? And let me ask you that first. How, do you, how would you describe the situation between the two sides?
1: Um, I saw this uh, Guardian uh, headline, uh, as a, and, and it says that Hong Kong is a de facto police state, and I agree with that uh, because the Hong Kong police have been operated with impunity, and that is exactly the problem. I think the problem here uh, right now is pretty dire, I would say, uh, because the police know that no matter what they do, um, there, um, the police chief, would, you know, will cover up for them. Um, they will say to, you know, say to the uh, uh, say to Hong Kong people at a press conference that they're doing their job, you know, like perfectly. And so I think it's a um police state, and I think it's one where there's um, this, you know, humanitarian crisis as well. So at first I was really worried when they besieged the Polytechnic University campus. Um, the reason for that was. Uh, So apart from threatening to arrest everyone uh, with violence, they also arrested um, the uh, the medical and emergency uh, uh, service providers there. And it is actually a direct, you know, it really contravened the uh, Geneva Convention. And we were very worried that a massacre would happen.
0: How worried are you and what indications do you have if you have indications that Beijing will get involved directly?
1: Um, I think it's quite unlikely that Beijing would get involved, you know, by deploying its uh, PLA. I think it's not necessary. The reason is because um, the police are pretty much, you know, like operating with impunity, as I've said uh, repeatedly. Uh, I mean, they've already started using less ammunition on protesters. So I don't think that there is an actual need uh, for um, Beijing to step in unless the situation really escalates out of control not out of the police force control, which is unlikely because they have the best weapons. You know, they have water cannon trucks, they have large ammunition, and there's no way that protesters can beat that.
0: So what is it the protesters, what is it, you're a protester, you're a peaceful protester, uh, what is it the protesters want? What do you want out of this? How, does, how do you want this to end?
1: Uh, I think if you ask any protesters, they will tell you the five demands. So let me reiterate here. Uh, firstly, it's the withdrawal of the unpopular amendment bill, which is the only uh, demand that the government agreed to. But the others include, you know, retraction of the right characterization, release of all arrested protesters, uh, setting up an independent commission of inquiry uh, to investigate into police brutality and lastly, uh, genuine universal suffrage. Um, I don't, uh, I cannot reasonably predict, you know, like how would it end, uh because the government is unresponsive and uh, frankly, speaking can uh unaccountable to Hong Kong people as well. So I don't know, but we'll persist um, unless these five demands will be met.
0: How many uh, students? How many people are? Is, is there an estimate as to how many people are actually involved directly in the protest uh, and and are and are are engaging in it as you have done since the very beginning? Is it a large number of Hong Kong residents, students, and and even more than students?
1: Uh, yes, uh, the movement actually enjoys pretty broad based support. Um, so, the first time I uh, came out to shoot uh, was the one with the largest turnout. So, 2 million Hong Kong people came out to protest. Uh, for the record, we only have 7 million people in Hong Kong. Um, so, that's a pretty much large turnout. And last time, they only had 500,000 people to came out to, uh, to protest, you know, like 15 years ago. And then the chief executive resigned afterwards. So, you know, 2, a, two million turnouts are pretty shocking. But I would also like to point out that the movement isn't just a student movement. We enjoy broad based support. Um so for example, there are a lot of, you know, middle class, um, middle aged people who are willing to drive protesters out of protesters. Uh we call that we call those drunkard operations. And a lot of them actually open their homes to conceal protesters, um, when the police are looking for them. And most importantly, uh when there is this, you know, polytechnic uh university speech. I mean Tens of thousands of people ran out the street to the streets just in an attempt to rescue them. So I would say that we really enjoy a based uh, support.
0: Let's get back to, uh, to Kathy, who's joining us from Hong Kong, born and raised in Hong Kong, a student protester. Cathy, uh, tell us about the elections that are coming up, the civic elections in, uh, in Hong Kong. What's the focus uh, the focus?
1: Uh, what's the pattern?
0: Tell us about the elections that are coming up.
1: Um, so uh, in Hong Kong, there are three layers of elections. So district council elections are, uh, I would say, most useless. But then it's considered um, it's considered the most representative already uh, because national, you know, like only half the speaker directly elected, uh, elected, and then chief executives only one thousand two hundred people get to choose the chief executives. But then for district councils, there are geographical constituencies. And so they are comparatively more representative. Although uh, I would like to point out that uh, one of the candidates, uh, Joshua Wong, has been disqualified uh, because of his political views. So I think that while district councils are not that useful, they are not that powerful, uh, I still hope that more people can go out and vote because I think that a lot of us will treat that as a referendum on a government's performance. I think that we want to send this very clear message to them that they are not having a popular mandate, that the silent majority isn't on their side. Yeah.
0: Why did you get involved? Uh,
1: in, into a protest. Yes. Um. So, for the record, I didn't wholeheartedly supported um, the occupy central movement right there uh, for other reasons. Um, but then, uh, so after so uh, so after the occupy central, i uh i've witnessed firsthand how our freedoms are being eroded every day um how not only like more than a hundred you know protesters were prosecuted by the government i think that the civil society generally does regress uh for example um the freedom of press in Hong Kong is actually decreasing um and there's also a chilling effect um on you know civil society because anyone who has any resemblance of being a leader uh would be you know targeted in some way they are either arrested you know, conflicted, present attack, etc. So I do think that because I've seen the consequences of, you know, Occupy Central failing, and therefore I think that this movement has to succeed. uh, uh, um, So if the protesters are asking for five demands, and in my opinion, I think think a lot of them are actually quite reasonable. So I think the government should accept um, these demands. So this is the reason why uh, I keep going.
0: Are you ever afraid when you're protesting if you're out on the streets? Because we've heard that, the authorities can be very direct, and 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 and, and we've seen we've seen the uh, the the videos, and we've we've heard the stories. Are you ever personally afraid? Have you been in a situation which was personally frightening for you?
1: Yes, I've been in those situations. So, for the record, I'm a peaceful protester, and so I mostly attend, you know, like protests and rallies very peacefully. But then there's also another thing that I do. It's I also put up such posters. Uh, in the neighborhood, so that more people know um, about what's happening in Hong Kong. And uh, so we were merely putting up posters, um, you know, in a public area. And then say, I don't know who took off the police, but um, I think three vehicles of that police uh, came just to arrest us. and But in the end, we were fine because we ran fast enough. So, uh, so that was that. But it was personally frightening as well.
0: And you say there were two million people out of a population of seven million in Hong Kong, who came out and are mm-hmm. and, and, and are protesting against the current reality. What what do you want? Is what do you want to share with us? What do you want, Canadian listeners, my listeners in Canada and the United States, and people listen online uh, in in many parts of the world? Um, what what do you want to share? I've asked you a bunch of questions, but what do you want to say? Uh, so I
1: would want to say that. Um, so please uh, do follow the news on Hong Kong. I think, you know, understanding is always the first step. Uh, I would recommend Hong Kong Free Press because uh, it's directly against, you know, political censorship. It relies on only direct leader support and uh, advertisement. Um so I think so that was that. And also I think um, you know I think you know the Hong Kong Human Rights uh, and Democracy Act, uh, which is unanimously passed in the US Senate and also the 31 vote against it uh, in the house of representatives so I do hope you know that other countries maybe can consider you know doing something similar for us I think that you know for Canadians in general uh, if you have followed the news uh, on Hong Kong please do try to show your support you notice know, various ways for example contacting your representatives uh, to tell that you're concerned or attending peaceful rallies you know in Canada Uh, to show our support, Um, that will mean a lot to us. Uh, Because the current government in Hong Kong is just a puppet government, it will not respond to us and therefore we need that kind of international support, we need that kind of moral support.
0: So you need the federal government of Canada to make a definitive statement supporting the students?
1: Um, I think, so I think it really depends on whether you agree with what we've been doing, whether you think our um, demands are are reasonable. So I think that you know the first step is always understanding what's happening uh, in Hong Kong. So I think that you no know, false starts. Following the news on Hong Kong would be great um, already.
0: Well, I thank you very much for joining us. Um, I uh, I was glad to be able to communicate with you, and you agreed to come on the show. I think that uh, that takes courage to speak out as you have. We're not identifying you other than uh, using a first name, and I wish you uh, I wish you all the very best and. Uh, Well, I'll stay in touch with you, okay?
1: Yeah, okay. Thank you very much for reaching out to us. It really means a lot to us. Thank
0: you. All right, Kathy, you take care. Be careful. Okay. Bye-bye. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.